So what's up? Just chilling, I guess. Feeling feeling like a freak on a leash, you know, as as it goes sometimes. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's how that's how that's how these movies get me feeling. Yeah, that's that's how these movies get me feeling, for sure. Um, I am thrilled with what we're going to be talking about today, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it, right? We were we were chatting before the recording, talking about marvel tv show loki i asked you if it was good and it sounded like you had some shit to say i so you may be surprised to find that i'm actually kind of enjoying it okay. so far um i think it's better than i expected i don't know if it's good but i am liking it um owen wilson is very fun in it uh-huh um the but the, the 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 lady Loki that they cast does not look very much like Lady Loki to me. Sure. Like, have you have you seen her? Have you she, seen her? She's like goth, right? Like in the comics, like you know, black. Yeah, black but hair. I'm talking about like, have you seen her in the in the show? I saw a picture you linked in the Discord. I didn't really pay attention to it. I, blonde. I know blonde. Uh, yeah, that's, she, that's she, it. she she's blonde. She looks like she dies it. She looks she like it's it's colored like she dies it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think I think Lady Loki should look greasier. Yeah, she looks just like a like a person, right? Like a real like a real person. Right. And when I think <laughs> of honestly, when I think which of, I too... <laughs> When I think of Loki, I think of freaks with greasy black hair, which is not what's right. happening here. Right, she looks like she, she looks like she knows where a shower is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I see it. I think. Um, I don't know. Do, do you want us? Do you want us something incredibly funny? Yeah, hit me. Um. Okay. So the thing is that like Loki keeps in the third. Sorry for uh, this is third episode of Loki TV show spoilers, which will be like five days old by the time this episode's it's out. The summer so of Loki, you know. Um. In the in the third episode, she's like, "Hey, don't call me Loki," and I was like, "Oh." transgender but then she said that uh, oh yeah also my name it's not loki it's sylvie uh-huh. and i fucking lost my goddamn mind so rest in peace friend of the show sylvie yeah i don't know how she'll feel about that one oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness i i i think it's i think there's fun things i like tom hiddleston i i have i have i have historically enjoyed the fun character of loki yeah He's, He's a funny guy. He's. I'm glad people are liking the this. Thing, the, thing the thing that's really endearing me to him in this show is that like he kind of sucks. Uh-huh. Like, like not like he, he's not like bad. Like I mean, he is like a villain, but like whatever. That's good in my opinion. But like he's like he just kind of like sucks. Like he's not good. He's not that great. Like this is. I really. This is, a, this is like a, this is like a C tier kind of guy, and I love that. <laughs> I do like that. I feel like this would have done just absolute numbers back in like 2013 right and like i'm yeah, sure post 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 first avengers post, yeah. post first avengers right in the midst of the peak tumblr fandom like oh my god people people would have lost their minds for this and i'm sure there still is a little bit of that fandom out there but oh no there is a lot yeah a lot a lot a lot i i cannot fandom. imagine what the uh what the current tumblr loki gif situation is right is is right now they did where they we're did, at critical they did. mass <laughs> extremely high levels they, um there there was a scene in, in this in the episode that just came out today in which uh loki said uh, in which uh loki said yes i've 
had flings with boys and girls uh-huh. and that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a gift that you're gonna have to see for a while oh absolutely yeah they they so uh ha- happy pride <laughs> happy happy there's, pride there's also there's also a scene at the start of the episode where like girl loki is invading someone's dreams uh-huh. and she it's the other it's a woman that she whose dreams she's invading and like she like reaches out it like it looks like they're sitting across from each other at a restaurant on a date and like girl loki like reaches out and touches her hand to the other girls and like holds her hand and then says you know how long we've been best friends for right mm-hmm. yeah Mar- marvel out here for pride mm, num, num, num. i love it i love it <laughs> tell, thank don't you sh- thank tell, you mr don't disney show. yeah thanks tell, for the reference. don't show <laughs> yeah. oh god anyways that's 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 my in-depth review of tv show marvel loki hell yeah do you want to do you want to get started everyone it's your number one hmm, what is it what is it your number one this week it's number it's... one don't open the door when someone tells you not to podcast yeah number <laughs> number one dead dove do not open podcast <laughs> uh... Uh, i'm sarah and i'm joined this week by returning guest right hello i'm here we're here with a little teaser you may say a little bit of a of a of an appetizer for something coming later this year. Do you want to talk about that? Make that yeah. Make that uh, official? Well, first of all, first of all, I want to congratulate you because by the end of this year, you will have set two fear baiting records, which is a the guest with the least refractory period between appearances <laughs> because it's been like what? It's been like three weeks, I think, like three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, that and also you will be the the mo- the fear the fear baiting guest with the most episodes. In a year, and also possibly of all time, because I think, like, the other, the other, I mean, excluding Blair, uh, I think the other high numbers are, like, Sylvie's been on a bunch, mm-hmm. um, Brooks has been on a bunch, uh, Seda has been on a ton. By the end of this uh, year, I'll have been on at least six, assuming six, I'm not yes. any after September. <laughs> uh, yeah, after September, you gotta take a break. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take a hiatus. <laughs> the thing is, Honestly, after September, one of two things is going to happen, which is you don't get to go on this podcast for a year, or I just make, or I just offer you a permanent co-host. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what shakes loose. I do have like actually good movies I would like to talk about on this podcast in the future. You know, <laughs> but unfortunately, saw. But unfortunately, what, what, what saw. What did we watch last time? Uh, we, we watched watch Ghost Watch. We did Ghost Watch last time. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. yeah. We are oh. we are truly on two sides of a coin with these two. Um, <laughs> I love these movies. I love the Saw movies. I don't know that they're good, but boy howdy, I love to watch them. And this week, we are here talking about some people's favorite sequel, some people's least favorite sequel. Very mixed reception on this one. Folks, it's Saw 2, Saw Harder. And (laughs) (laughs) we're here. 
Oh, Saw 2. Yeah. This is... This movie really, like, defined what the... Like, I, I didn't see this movie because I was terrified of all movies, but, like, from what I gathered in trailers, I thought that, like... I retroactively applied this to Saw 1, so when I later... So when I found out later in life that Saw 1 did not have, like, intricate death traps and just had two guys in a bathroom yeah. for an extended period of time, I was really confused. Like, what... Did... What, where did the... Where did the traps come from then? Yeah, uh... This is... Where did, where did the fucking penis fly trap come from? <laughs> Yeah, so so like like because it feels like immediately it takes a hard left for like like and I don't I don't I don't want to sound like I'm saying that this is a bad thing or anything because uh-huh. I, I, I I I genuinely quite enjoy some the the the, the wacky contraptions and death totally death that that's what's so series. good about this franchise and this movie but is where they like, start where, building up to that. Yeah, it's just like where did you? I I feel like the the leap from Saw One to Saw Two in terms of death trap level is a Vast. really big jump. Yes, uh, like uh, the um, first the first th- there was like no mechanical engineering required in the first. Well, Saw movie. It was just two guys in a bathroom. There was that, but um, Amanda's test is in the first Saw movie where she's in the reverse bear trap. Oh, the reverse bear trap. Yeah, That's right. yeah, I yeah. yeah. About that. And you see the like cutaways to the other traps, but the other traps in that one are like. Put man in box of barbed wire, like really, really <laughs> creative thinking from Jigsaw and cohorts on that one. Yeah, they they show that in one of the movies, don't they? The that the, yeah, him throwing that guy in the box of barbed wire. Yeah, there's there's a flashback in one of the later films to them constructing this trap. So that gives you a really good idea of where this franchise is going to go. Because God, two, I think, uh, just just off the table is maybe probably the least interesting of these movies. It's like eating our vegetables before dessert, right? Because (laughs) when you hit Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, and Saw 6, these movies just get nutty. It is is just wild. I don't know anything about... I I, I do not know anything about any of the Saw movies past this point, except for... Well, no, I know a couple of things, which is that at some point someone starts making inescapable traps, like the, uh-huh. the, the there's like an uh, like a fucked up like key in a in a vat of yes. acid one. That, yes, that's a plot that's point. In, yeah. That's Saw three. That's Saw three. Yeah. Okay, that's all I know about that one, uh-huh. and that's about and I know about the shotgun carousel in Saw Saw six. six. Yes, Saw six, yes. the one everyone likes. I I um I think last time I was on, I talked a little bit a little bit about my horror history. Uh, my saw history is I is I binge watched them all this year and I'm obsessed now. I am like obsessed with these movies, and um, <laughs> six is my Love favorite. Yeah, yeah, six is my favorite. If anyone knows these movies, I really like how like cartoonish and Looney Tunes that movie gets at a certain point. I really like how it focuses entirely on the villains and stops trying to have like a sympathetic cop narrative, right? Which is which is probably right. the the worst thing about these movies is that they are very um like cop focused, you know, because they're one of those franchises that can't conceive of why anybody would investigate something if they weren't a cop. So you get you get a lot of, you know, seven ripoff police procedural style stuff in these films a lot of just that kind of bullshit but saw six is where they're like okay fuck it we're just talking about the bad guys and it's hilarious uh did you ever you you were into kingdom hearts right like uh to an extent i played most of one and i played some of two and i played like half of i I played half of 358 over two days Uh uh-huh um but like I, I do not have an, I do not, I'm not conscious of the overarching narrative to a very large degree. Sure, I was, I was really into them when I was younger, and 
Uh, for me, I always loved reading, like, fan comics and fan fiction about the Organization 13 members and, like, what they would be doing behind the scenes. And Saw 6 is basically that as a movie, but about Jigsaw. So... <laughs> really yeah there's there's that uh there's that post that's been going around from uh from uh at head falls off uh that uh, uh-huh. of the fucking organization 13 members oh of the chairs the heights <laughs> yeah. on their chairs yeah. like, they're in a, like they're in a fucking cubicle uh, like it's fucking dilbert it's so funny it's so funny there is stuff that i think is oh like God. pretty someone close should, to someone that level draw mark scene someone should draw mark scene as fucking alice dilbert that that would be like I, I that'd be like a good 100 retweets i think you get for free on that one yeah that's our that's our stance on this podcast is the is the inevitable dilbert uh kingdom hearts crossover event disney is gonna buy okay, out so... scott adams and add dilbert to kingdom hearts <laughs> honestly his price is probably not that high yeah i don't know that you dude's could, a fucking you could freak. probably get you could probably like get dilbert uh the franchise bundled in with like if you spend enough money at, at scott adams's garage sale you could probably get the dilbert license yeah you get the dilbert license and the license to bring back the dilberito <laughs> And the Dilbert animated TV show, yeah. which I watched all of. How how can you go wrong? It's all in one package. Yeah. I think I watched all that. I watched a lot of that I show. I am so unfamiliar with Dilbert, I'll be honest. I was, I used to be, I was obsessed with Dilbert as a teenager. I didn't even, like, I didn't know what office life was like. I was like, ha ha ha, funny, intelligence, big bang. Uh-huh, yeah. It, Dilbert really is the precursor to a lot of that kind of shit, huh? Right. Much to think about. Anyways, so Saw 2 opens with um, a guy stuck in a Venus flytrap-esque contraption. Yeah. Like, it's it's around his head. You It's like, an, it's like a vertical Iron Maiden mm-hmm. set up around his head. Uh, and Jigsaw comes on the camera, and we see that gay little puppet. Hell yeah. Says, I'd, like I'd like to play a game. I'd like to play a game. I'm... I'm Jigsaw, I'm here, and I'm going to roast the shit out of you for the next two minutes. You fucking absolute dumb bitch. (laughs) You dumb whore. (laughs) I put a key in your eye. Fuck you. Jigsaw literally comes on this TV, and he starts out, he says, hello, I'd like to play a game, and then he says, so far in what could loosely be called your life. (laughs) Like, damn. Just coming for this guy's throat. This guy, like, the thing is that, like, obviously snitches get stitches like this guy is like a snitch to the cops but like this feels like a weird thing for jigsaw to come down on as a moral wrong requiring this level of punishment exactly right like i feel i feel like like like, this is this is not like this is not like like fucking i don't know like for some reason in my head i had it in my mind about these series that like all these guys kind of deserved it like um uh, uh, like, uh, Gerard Butler, uh, what, what was that movie he was in in, like, the late 2000s? Uh, uh Law-Abiding Citizen? Sure. I don't know. Uh, like, just in that one, how, like, everyone he exacts, like, his fucked up revenge against is, it's mostly justified, barring one or two exceptions. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you know, like, he kills the guy who, like, murdered his daughter. Yeah. Like, that one's, like, that, but, like... A snitch? Yeah, well, the thing about Jigsaw is that he's, like, the Joker, and his moral code just kind of, like, fluctuates on whatever the uh, story requires at any given point, but, um, you know, uh, he he gets some personal revenge in these movies, like, kind of Punisher-style, but, no, sometimes it's just like, yeah, you talk to the cops, oh, you sold 
condos that were too expensive. Like, just it 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 gets it gets real real uh, wacky as we go. I would say, um, like 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 the whole thing about remember uh, in in Saw Final Chapter, he only goes after this guy because the guy is selling like fake books about how he didn't do the jigsaw experience right. Oh like, yeah, okay. you know. Like I mean, that one—that one's like I, that one it's is like, like a you point gotta of protect pride. Your, you got to protect your name. Yeah, like you got to. But <laughs> no, he he just does not care. It is it is like anyone. What is the, speak, speaking of the final chapter? What is the reason that Jigsaw straps those two guys and that girl into that buzzsaw puzzle? Is it just because she was being unfaithful to them uh, and making a love triangle? Yeah, th- I think I think the implication was that she was cucking both of them. I I think I think when you get down to it. Uh, that's such a funny reason it is. to kill it's someone. It's so funny. I the thing like, is the thing like not even like not even like as someone involved like if yeah. if, if Jigsaw was the one who got cucked in that scenario no. like th- like that's an act of petty revenge but like no he's just like just like observing a cucking as a fourth party yeah he's kink shaming them on a grand scale in public but I I think it works because um I think the entire point of Saw 3D the final chapter is about cucking and being cucked. Because if you remember the trial in that, um, he starts off and Jigsaw has put him in a literal cage. And he's like, oh, okay, if you want to find your wife again, you have to do my trap. So really, really interesting material there. But yeah, uh, Saw 2 starts out with a, I think it's a really blatant attempt to do like the reverse bear trap from the first movie. But I think it works because right. all the other traps in this movie are pretty fucking boring. <laughs> So. Yeah, there's nothing really. Like, this one's like the big like fucking splat f- splash in the pan, and then the rest of them are just like. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the first two in this movie I think are very funny. The first two being this one, and then the fucking door. Oh, do it, man! Man, hand, hook, car, gun, door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's really funny. <laughs> but so this guy Michael is, uh, yeah, he's an informer for the cops, and Jigsaw comes up on the TV and is like, "Hello, Michael. I put a key in your eye. You need to." You need to, He's like, you need to fucking do it. You need to cut your eye open, bitch. It's gonna be fucked up. Shit. It's gonna Fuck be you. so twisted. You gotta get in there. It's the eye of the beholder. Do you get it, Michael? Do you get it? Uh, Jigsaw's, Jigsaw's one of the funniest characters in horror fiction, like, bar none. He is, he is just a non-ending wellspring of comedy as these movies roll through. <laughs> This is why this is why Jigsaw quotes is like the, the, the funniest uh, Twitter the, account ever made. It's yeah. the only it's the only good successor to Joker's trick. Let me tell you, once we finish watching these movies in September, go through that account again because those tweets are going to hit so different. I promise you, it is so, so much funnier excited. once you've seen these movies. Does is 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 sexy Jigsaw going to be that much better when I see when I read when I, I mean I don't movies? know John Kramer I mean I guess he's kind of a dilf right like uh I guess but like the way that he talks is like hello Michael I'm speaking directly to you right now. <laughs> yeah I I've... my name's my name is John it's it's hello, it's I wish we could get voice filters on this podcast for that that would be incredible. I, um, I, uh, no, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think there's ever, like, a a sexy Billy the Puppet at all in this. I think, um... That seems like a failure. It is. At one point, we see a prototype Billy, and he looks like the dude from that berries and cream commercial that's still, like, like, he's got this, like, spark wire cut. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) 
it's good. Oh, that's a fucked up waveform. That is a fucked up waveform I just made there. Yeah, these waveforms are looking pretty, pretty gnarly, uh, gnarly with the G. Oh god, not even twenty minutes in, and I'm already fucking full on hyena cackling. It's good. This movie. This movie sucks ass to watch, but this franchise is so much fun to talk about. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't like this one honestly. Just right off the bat, I, this is my least favorite Saw movie. I think, I think uh, we'll get into it as we go. But the traps and stuff, you know, they they ostensibly escalate the uh, the stuff that's in the first film in in kind of a cool way. But it's just never really as thrilling or as engaging as you would hope it would be, right? Yeah, right. Like, the... the This movie kind of, like... There's some of the traps in this movie just like have no build up. It feels like uh-huh. like we'll get we'll get to it later. But like the one where like the girl catches her hands in the razor blade box, yeah, is like that feels like it just kind of happens out of nowhere because they're like, oh, we got to squeeze this, in, we got to squeeze this into the edit somewhere. Yeah, totally. I think the thing with the uh, razor blade traps is that they've said it, it was a trap meant for someone else, you know. So it's showing like, oh, they're all out of order in the house, but you know, it it doesn't really matter. I think um. I think by a certain point in this franchise, they kind of embrace that the traps are what people want to see about these movies. And so they really spend a lot of time building up to them and like building anticipation in a way that is just not present in this movie at all. I would say like, like it all just kind of happens, you know? Yeah. Boy and boy, does it fucking happen! It happens. So we we th- so this Michael's Michael gets uh, Iron Maiden because he can't pull the fucking he can't cut his eye open, and we spend like it's fucking like we just this camera just spins around him twelve times doing <laughs> yeah. that like what 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 is like the actual technical term for like that that like is it just high speed camera? I ooh I don't know where where like the frame rates accelerated you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it, it, it kind of like it's like the opposite of those TikToks that are framed at like half speed to give you the super fluid motion. Uh huh. Yeah. It's it's still um it's still taking a lot of that like very nineties industrial like music video you know kind kind of those filmmaking cues from the first movie and I think that's what uh these these first few films are kind of known for yeah um anyways he dies he does die uh, yes we get our we get our title card then we see donnie Wahlberg, who is uh picking up his son from ju- juvenile juvie I, high school yeah i can't tell exactly what the building is that he's in uh-huh yeah i don't know the guy he took because like it, the 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 lot the, the like waiting room that donnie's son is sitting in seems very like uh like a principal's office yeah but like he when donnie walks in he like presents his id to like some security guard looking cop i don't know is, is that just what schools are like in in saw world you know i don't know uh yeah maybe maybe uh maybe jigsaw's been reading um fuck fuck god damn it if i remember who if i could if i could have remembered who said school is a prison oh that like really like Foucault or or however his Foucault, name is yes god yeah. damn it it's yeah. just slipped my mind yeah no i you uh, know <laughs> jigsaw jigsaw's been reading Foucault. yeah he, he watched home movies where they're well where... i mean i guess i guess whoever wrote this movie's been reading Foucault because jigsaw did not write this movie <laughs> i don't know jigsaw seems like the type you know he seems like he's reading a lot of movie. philosophy yeah maybe he did maybe that's the twist is that this is like a this is like a meta thing where jigsaw has produced a series of films based on his life to to make people more sympathetic to his cause who who, who can say that's like deep deep everything's a prison <laughs> so if i put you in a, in a, in a torture prison <laughs> while the world is a prison also 
that's double prison, which negates itself, and you're, you're free. That's literally that's, that's, that's literally the plot of this movie. That, that is what this movie is Double about. prison. Yeah. He literally puts their ass in double jail. That's like what the trial of this movie is. It's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, just conceptually, this movie is so absurd. I just wish it was more fun to watch, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm having a blast talking about it, but during the movie, I was like, yeah. there's so long where you, no one's exploding in a shower of blood and gore. You did a time check. You did a time check, and I said, oh, we still have about half an hour, and you sounded like you were going to die. <laughs> This movie. I was like, I, I didn't understand how the movie was going to per- was going to hold on for another hour. Yeah, yeah. This movie is a fucking saw trap. It really is. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. uh fucking. So Donnie gets his son from juvie, and they have a fight, an argument, and the Do- Donnie's son is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go back to mom's house. Fuck you, dad. Yeah. And Donnie's like, well, then go. Get on out of here. Fuck you. A lot, also. A lot of dysfunctional family storytelling in this movie. Uh, it does not make me feel bad for Donnie Wahlberg. It makes me feel bad for his son. I care yep. way more about what's happening with this son than shithead abusive cop dad Donnie Wahlberg. Who... And Donnie, Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg, the thing is that, like, Donnie Wahlberg looks like... Uh-huh. <sighs> He he looks like wet Mark Wahlberg he does. in this movie. Yeah, like he just he just looks like you poured. You, he looks like he looks like Mark Wahlberg just did the ALS challenge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like Mark Wahlberg was made out of clay, and someone just got him a little bit damp, and and you know just got in there a bit. But uh, yeah. he's he's you can see the resemblance a little bit. I think it's kind of there, but he's not not quite what I would call a good performer. I'll say that much. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, th- th- yeah. Th- there's a really cool shot coming up where uh, I Donnie like wakes up and he's he gets a phone call and he's like, "What? Huh? Okay, I'm coming. I'll be right there." And he like walks out his shitty bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like it's just a cut to him walking into the crime scene. Yeah, it's a cool edit. There's I a, thought it was. I thought it was slick. There's a lot of really genuinely cool transitions and edits in this franchise. And it turns out that Donnie knew Mike the Rat. Uh, because he was a common, he was a common. He was a common. He was a common. I was trying to say the word common, and I, I stumbled I'm over sorry. it a couple of times. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> go on, please, please go on. He was, he was a cum. Yeah, he was a cum. I'm hearing more and more. Uh, Sawwikia.com. Mike the cum. Mike, <laughs> Michael the cum. Yeah, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, that was the first draft. That was the first draft of Mac the Knight. Uh huh. Um, and, and Donnie gets mad because he's like, "Oh fuck, it's the jigsaw guy again, huh? Why are you dragging me into this?" And then the uh, the, the lady on the scene who's like a, who's like a character for this scene and this scene only, she like points at the ceiling and it says, "Look closer." It says like, "Look closer to Doctor Matthews." Yeah, it's like, it's like, like written, written in blood or whatever. Well, not yeah. not blood, but it's like red spray paint. So um, the lady who is in this, the lady cop who shows up in this, um. And then is with him in the, like the computer room and all that. I think she returns in Saw Three. I think she comes back. But um, Good for her. yeah, yeah. Uh, we get we get the thing where Jigsaw's done the very fucked up and rude thing of cutting a puzzle piece out of the victim's flesh, and Donnie Wahlberg is is told to look closer. And I I don't know what happens after that, but um, I do know there's a scene where Donnie Wahlberg is in his office. And he's talking to his partner or whatever, and he's like, oh, 
between between Jigsaw, my ex-wife, and my son. This is the worst day <laughs> of my life. Hell and yeah. General Chump fuckery. Donnie needy drinky. Donnie needy. Donnie needy drinky. Yeah. Like literally, it's literally that tweet, but just like with like three words changed. It really is. It's pretty good. It's you know, uh, the the fucking Jigsaw killer from hell unscrupulous was it unscrupulous like uncromulent fuck nugget of a, of a day or something like that it's 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 here here i've got i actually pulled the tweet up because i was going to recite it uh-huh. but between bernie my ex-wife the tenant from hell and general chump fuckery this has been a cromulent <laughs> fuck crustable of a day tommy needy drinky <laughs> fucking worst how do you write something like that as a human being and not realize what you're doing oh my god Chump fuckery and fuck crustable so close to each other just feels like a mistake of writing. It's too. it's like a one two punch. It really is. It hits yeah. you in the fucking gut. Uh, the, the the cromulent on top of cromulent. everything else too is just delectable. Cromulent, yeah. I feel like you can tell a lot about this person's life just from reading that tweet and the kind of uh, shit they get up to. You know. Yeah, the ten their their tenant from hell probably just like smokes weed. <laughs> This hippy dippy tenant from hell, Sarah, you you have smoked so much weed in your life, but now, can you smoke your way out of this <laughs> trap? You have sixty seconds to survive. You, you. I don't know what I don't know what the trap is, but the, you, it's weed centric in some way, shape, or form. You smoke so much weed. Can you clear this bowl before poison gas fills this room? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, you get put in one of those. Before you, there are ten gravity bongs, and you have ten minutes to clear them all before this room goes with poison. Yeah, it's like one of those gas mask bong things, and Jigsaw's like, okay, if you can't clear this entire bowl in 60 seconds, I'm going to make this thing explode around your neck. I can't believe that wasn't a joke in one of the scary movies or something like that. Honest to God, that seems like such an easy dunk. So, so they they do some they do some mild investigation. They're like, okay, it turns out Wilson Steele is the place we gotta be. So they all roll up on Wilson Steele and they like storm the building. And there's just like a two minute montage of these cops' ankles getting shattered. <laughs> yeah, they and it's. The thing is that, like, I asked you going into this movie, uh, hey, is there any leg injury? And I was like, and no, I don't think so. Like, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> yeah. fine. The thing is that, like, this was graphic leg injury at, like, the exact part of the body that I cannot handle to look at. Uh-huh. But the thing is that, it, that A, it was cops, and B, it was really funny, so I was able to, I yeah. was able to knuckle the, through it. The effects are, like, their legs bend backwards like they're goat people. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so extreme uh, and absurd. You, I mean, you say that, but like, did you have you seen the image of what my foot was like after I, I broke? No, my... but I'm good, honestly. I, yeah, I believe, yeah, I, I believe I, it. Listen, the reverse the reverse goat foot is not as uh is not as uh fanciful as you might think. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, these... but it's still just like it's still just like so funny to see these fucking burly burly fuck dudes in these cop gear like go 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 and then like, they just like step on the wrong stair yeah like it like falls out from under them like home alone and then like a, a, a fucking metal plate comes out and crushes their legs yeah and they fall backwards all on top of each other into like a pile it's like a three stooges cups. bit it really is it's yeah. so it's 
literally like a three stooges bit it's so funny yeah it's good the, the little puppet rolls up right before it happens and it's just watching them do this and um right it's like dia it's like dia at the top of the staircase staring down Polna. <laughs> yeah, it really is it really is oh you're you're coming closer oh, I, oh you're approaching me <laughs> So what happens after this? Where do we go from here? Well, they capture. They find. They get Jigsaw. They catch Jigsaw. He dabs his. He dabs his mouth in a gay little way and says, "Very good. Very good job, Detective. You've caught me. Mm -hmm. Now, now, I, but take a look in the room there, there. Check out those CCTVs. I've got your son. He's and a bunch of other people captured in a house. Sucks to be you. Sorry, Detective. You have to sit here and talk to me now. Yeah. And." That's really like the that, Donnie Wahlberg stops really being relevant to the movie after that point for a little while, like because it just becomes the this just becomes the framing device through which we see the 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 fuck the, the murder house yes. happening. Yeah. In. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 boring. It's pretty fucking boring, is the thing. Like I I think this um this movie is so disappointing to me because I love these situations like this where it's uh you know it's like a it's like a zero escaper dang and rampa type thing where there's all these people in the house and they have all this stuff going on and they have to escape and there's a time limit and there's traps and they have to either trust or distrust each other but satu just doesn't have like i think the narrative quality to to make this as interesting as it should be right i am um, like so much of the conflict in this uh in this murder house is that these people literally will not communicate with each other at all. Like they're just constantly being no, like bullheaded and aggressive. Like and it just makes me tune out. Right. Like they're the, the, the narrative doesn't even try at all to make them right, like, work together is, to escape this. There, like this is one of those movies that I read the synopsis on Wikipedia a lot because I was too scared to watch it. But I was curious as to what happened. Yeah. Same here. And, Every time I read the synopsis, I was like, "Well, this doesn't make any sense." If they like, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm just missing some context that's provided by actually watching the movie. But like, these guys are just not working together no. for on really obvious things. Like, this comes to a head at the end when like the fucking big burly meathead guy is like going around and killing everyone so that he can read the numbers on the back of their neck instead of just asking them to turn around so that he can see the numbers on the back of their neck. And, like, this culminates in him cutting his the own flesh off the back of his neck so that he can look at the numbers yeah. because he doesn't want to ask anyone else to read him the numbers. I mean, you could say this movie's about toxic masculinity, right? Like, like Xavier becomes the villain because he's toxic and uh, Donnie Wahlberg is toxic as well, obviously. You know, I guess, but like I don't want to attribute that. Yeah. I don't want to give that movie the, this movie that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm just saying, you know, if you want to get if you want to get academic about it, if you want to talk about you know the the underlying uh, narrative themes, I think that's one you could say. But on its face, it's just like stupid. It, it's it's poor writing. That I know, I know they have to squeeze all this shit into like a 90 minute time frame. You know, you got to cut some stuff out. You got you got to be efficient. But uh, it, it just never it just never works in a way that makes me care about the characters, right? Like at least in um, yeah. the first Saw movie, even if they weren't like incredibly fleshed out as characters, the the, the guys in the bathroom, they were interesting, right? And you wanted to know what happened right. with them. The only interesting person in this movie is Amanda, and that's because we saw her in the first one, right? So right. you know, um, yeah, they're. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to add on this. I'm just looking back at my notes from someone that I noticed, which is that, like, 
Uh, they look at the CCTV footage in Jigsaw's house, and like Donnie is able to immediately identify like a twelve by twelve yeah. block of pixels as his son. It's like a Bigfoot photo. He's like, "That's my son." <laughs> He's like so immediately certain that that is one hundred percent. Yeah, the camera, sure the camera son. like zooms into it. It looks like a fucking Among Us character in the corner. It's just like <laughs> five dots for a head. And some He's like, "That's my boy. That's my son." Oh god. Yeah, we we get into well, the murder house Michael, and shit pretty much. Michael, you've spent your entire, you spent so much of this past year being sus. But can you handle being sussed out yourself? You have 60 seconds. This movie is kind of like Among Us when you think about it. <laughs> I, I think I've said that. I feel like I'm always saying that, that about every movie that I've I mean, watched. but this this one is, right? Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of people in a house and they're trying like, to escape. Not and real. It... I, 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 as much as I would, as much as I do want to yes and this, when you take this to serious analysis, I have to, I have to know uh -huh. it because there is no point at which the other people suspect that there is an imposter among them. Very true. Like, there, like uh, Amanda is ultimately revealed to be on Jigsaw's team, but there is never any suspicion that they are the ones doing the bad. That that yeah. she is involved in this bad stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like hints of it to the viewer, right, as you're watching it, because and, you know this is getting into in territory right, right. for the film because her and the kid are never like coughing up blood or anything like that. So it's obvious if you're paying attention that they haven't actually been poisoned at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, they they get into the house and shit pops off. And immediately we get, we get man door hand hook car door gun door going off right right at right off yeah, the bat yeah because because this guy Gus is like they they find like an envelope on the floor with a key in it that says don't use this on the front door and then they're like oh fuck that we're gonna use this on the front door and like they they Jigsaw was really banking on someone pressing their eye to the peephole as they opened the lock because what happens is Gus puts his eye up to the peephole and Xavier turns the key in the lock. And the turning the key in the lock causes a gun sh causes a gun to shoot through the peephole. Yeah, and I just I I I feel like that's a gamble to take. Like I feel like I normally like I'm checking the peephole and then unlocking things, not the other way around. Yeah, like if you just well, like stood not simultaneously either. Yeah, if you just stood off to the side of the door and opened it, you know, no no one would care. Like nothing would happen. And even if you were standing up, if you were off to the side it would just like shoot past your shoulder right you know it would miss but um uh -huh. i i love this trap because it's it's one of like the most just just stupid brilliant things in this whole franchise like okay i taped a gun to a door and it's gonna go off yep yep <clears throat> they 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 gus eats a bullet uh and he fucking explodes <laughs> Uh, we after after Gus's brain explodes, we pull out back to the framing device, and Jason's like, "I want to talk to you alone, Donnie. You, if, all you have to do is sit here and listen, li talk and listen. That's all that you need, and then I will free your yeah, son. You gotta, you gotta listen to me, and I promise you, your son will be in a safe location. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> your son will be in a safe and secure area i promise yeah. <laughs> it's so good it's so good uh but yeah jigsaw's whole thing with this is like donnie Wahlberg, either sit down and just listen to me be the joker about society for 90 minutes or else your son's gonna die from the gas and uh gas. that's that's basically what he does for this movie he just kind of goes back and forth with jigsaw jigsaw acts smug drinks water eats cereal and donnie Wahlberg gets mad and storms around and all that kind of shit and gets gets revealed to be an extremely corrupt cop oh yeah totally 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 
because I, I kind of just want to talk about the Hell House. I kind of would you be okay with just like talking out the rest of this? Story oh yeah, totally. Until like they leave the Hell House. Yeah. Um, because what happens is like Jigsaw is like teasing him about his police brutal, his repeated historic history of police brutality. Uh, but it, and then it turns out that, uh, the connection that all the victims have in the house is that they were excluding, excluding, <laughs> excluding Donnie's son. Yeah. All of the people in the house were framed for crimes that they may or may not have committed by Donald Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he sucks ass and you know. Yeah. Um, so we, we go back into the, so that, 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 that plot does have a little bit more at the end, but we'll get back to that once we, once we leave the hell house. So we're back on the hell house. And they find a corpse with a doll mask on it and a letter that says Obi pinned to the chest of it. Yes. Uh, turns out one of the guys there is Obi and uh, the letter is like, hello, Obi, you are, you are a bad man. You've done bad things. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> and then one of the, one of the prisoners is like, oh my God, I remember you're the one who kidnapped me. And you, I also remember you giving me a little kiss on the cheek after I was unconscious. Yeah. Oh my God. Do I know you from somewhere? Oh, oh, I remember you were the guy. Yeah. The guy in the back of my car. Oh my God. <laughs> how you been? It's been so hey, long. Yo, it's been so long. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, oh you look God. so good. Oh, that hoodie. Yeah. Oh, growing, out the, growing out the beard, I see. Damn, okay. Um, And then we learn Obi's name only to have him be killed two minutes later because there's some vaccines in the back of an oven, which when Obi grabs them, the oven shuts and starts lighting on fire and he doesn't want to turn off the valve Mm-mm. with his... With his and burn his hands in the process, so he just kind of explodes and dies and does not get the vaccines out the glass window. He does not know. He he dies with his ass half in the oven because he like breaks the glass window at the head of it and like manages to get the top half of his body out, but his hips his hips are too dummy thick to squeeze out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obi's got Obi's got too fat of a dumper. Obi was a nasty little thought who died from making it clap in Jigsaw's murder house. <laughs> oh my god hello opie you've always gone around telling everyone you've got the fattest dump truck in town well now we'll (laughs) see what happens when those cheeks are clapped you'll find that i've implanted two micro explosives into your ass Obi, you must give yourself an ass reduction surgery if you want to survive. <laughs> you must cut off the extra part of your ass. You must donate. You must donate your ass to someone who needs that dumper more than you do. <laughs> you haven't appreciated your big tough truck ass. <laughs> you always took your dump truck ass for granted. Now you're gonna have to grant someone else your dump truck ass. <laughs> God, September is just gonna be all a month of this. Oh, I really gotta work out my jigsaw between now and then because this is not cutting the mustard. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, he gets he gets stuck in the glass and he gets all fucked up and he can't crawl out and no one gets the juice. Um, 
I I don't remember um, what happens. Then after they like this. return. They return back to like the main room after that, right? Uh, yeah. I think I think they go. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Before before Obi died, there was a fucking raw ass moment that Obi did that I wanted to talk. That I wanted to talk. Oh about. yeah, yeah. Like, Obi's great. Xavier yeah. pulls out this fucking like knife and is like presses it to Obi's knife. He's like, "You're gonna get the fucking vaccines in the back of the oven." And Obi like presses the knife to, further into his neck and draws it down yeah. a little bit and makes himself bleed. And he's like. If you're gonna if you're gonna press a knife to me, why won't you cut a little bit, huh? Yeah, he's Bitch. he's a he's a badass. He's he's all, he's a badass. Yeah. Um. But they go they go back up to the to the top of the house, and I think we we get like some more exposition between them here. I I don't remember. Yeah, this is this is where Amanda talks about how she passed his test, but is back here. Oh yeah. Um. And then and then uh jo- Jonas Jonah the I think Jonas. Jonas, yeah. Jonas uh jump scares them just by appearing. <laughs> like it's just like not it's just a jump scare for the sake of a jump scare. Like literally they're just having a conversation and then like Jonas does not even like lay a hand on them and like surprise the characters diegetically. He just like walks into the screen. He just and the walks camera, into like, the frame and there's quickly. like spooky psycho music that plays. Right, right. <laughs> uh oh, there is a man. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, so we go, they go back into the main room because they found another letter and the, 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 the or the, they found another tape and the tape is like, Xavier, you spent your whole life dealing drugs and selling drugs to people, but now you, you have to deal with the drugs and get into this pit full of needles. <laughs> and then Xavier just picks up Amanda and throws her into the needle pit. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, I think the trap that most people remember from this movie. And it is like, yeah, understandably so. It was upsetting to watch. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Right. Like I definitely prefer the, uh, you know, like the, like the Willy Wonka Rube Goldberg type contraptions that right, the series gets right. into. But in terms of just being like straight up, straight up nasty with it, uh, this, this one is definitely fairly high ranking for the series. Yeah, because she, she, Amanda just gets thrown into a pit of hypodermic needles, which is very funny to me that, like, Jigsaw engineered this trap specifically for Xavier, but did not, like, have any, like, fail-safes to mm-hmm. ensure that Xavier was the one who was on the receiving end of it. Absolutely like, no quality control in this murder house. Like, and and admittedly, Xavier did pick up Amanda and throw her in, but, like, he also could have just, like, maneuvered, but if he, even if he wasn't built like a fucking bodybuilder, he could have just maneuvered around somebody and, like, shoved them in from behind. Yeah, totally. I, you know, this is Jigsaw, still still movie two. He's working out some kinks. He's never really done this I'm just, whole... I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining like, uh, John, what, what's his name? John, John Kramer. Tobias? John Kramer. John Kramer. <laughs> yeah, John, John Tobias, Tobias Kramer. <laughs> John Tobias is the fucking... That's the Mortal Kombat guy, god damn it. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, Ed Boon and John Tobias. Hell yeah. That's why you got Noob Cybot, it's their names backwards. I did not know that, what do you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, Noob Cybot is Boon Tobias backwards. Huh. Um, I, what was I, what was I just in the A needle, needle pit, uh, Amanda gets thrown in, she... She grabs the grabs the juice and then uh, she gets out, but there's like a door that locks because they didn't do it fast enough. Um, right, and the thing is that like when they walk, oh, 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 I remember what I was saying before. I don't know what I was going to say because like I, I'm imagining them like panning out to the to Jigsaw watching the on the CCTVs the what's happening and being like, no, no, goddamn, goddamn, yeah, just him going like, oh, they, why uh, think about that? Just, just like making a note on like a like a notepad somewhere next time, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> You know, we'll see him improve as these movies go. He he gets the hang of it. Yeah. So I uh, I 
they get the key. They get the key, but uh, because Xavier drops the key when putting it into the lock, uh, they they do not actually unlock the door in time, which is so sad. And also, uh, the thing is that like they just walked into this room and Jigsaw was like, "When you exit, when when you when you if you don't get this key within three minutes, this this door will close forever." And it's like, no. It doesn't look like a door outside. Like this does not look like a door that goes outside. Uh huh. I I I wonder, right? Because it never it never comes up as to where the door goes. Maybe like the only bathroom in the murder house is behind that door, <laughs> and they just got themselves yeah, now, locked out of now it. That, now that now they have to go piss in the needle pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm checking on the saw wiki to see if it mentions uh, theorizing on where the door goes. You can, uh, what, what do we, uh, how does this keep rolling out after the, uh, the needle? Well, I, I'm not totally sure what the next thing is because my, my next note is, <laughs> I thought, I really thought Xavier was going to throw Amanda back in the needle pit as like a uh-huh. act of revenge. So my next note is if dash Amanda dash escapes dash the dash needle dash pit dash throw dash her dash back.com. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Santa, Santa didn't come to fruition. No, no. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of seem like he's about to make a move to throw somebody else in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, but it doesn't happen. She just kind of pulls pulls the needles out. We get, like, big, like, red Suspiria blood coming out of her. So, which is... Yeah. I do like, I do like how exaggerated some of the blood is in these movies. Um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's in Cell 3D. All the blood is like Danganronpa pink for some reason, which I really love. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're like 50 minutes into this episode. We should probably keep rolling on this movie. Uh, honestly, I I, I very much enjoy these jumbo size spicy big episodes with you. Oh, thank you. Um, I'll find out that the, the people in the house like all realize that they have been, uh, uh, the cop who arrested them like his son is in the room with them. They find out that Michael, it is Michael, right? Uh, mm, yes. Yes. I think so. I, they have two characters in this movie named Michael, which is a huge mistake as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I'm looking on the saw wiki for confirmation. Uh, Michael, Daniel, 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 Daniel. you're right. Daniel. Daniel Matthews. That's what the, yeah, that's what I'm mixing up. So, what they find out is that D- Donnie Wahlberg is the guy who arrested all of them and, and made them go to jail, uh-huh. and also uh, that Daniel is Donnie Wahlberg's son. And they're like, well, I'm not working with you anymore. Fuck you, piece of shit. And, like, well, what, a couple of different things happen simultaneously, which is that, like, uh, Addison, I think is her name, who we haven't mentioned before. She like she like says, "Well, fuck you. Your dad put me in jail. I'm I'm leaving this shit." And then she goes and puts her hands on the razor blade box. Um, and also around this time, Xavier realizes that the, that there are numbers on the back of everyone's necks, and instead of reading the numbers, he kills everyone yeah. to get them because he like he's carrying like a spiked baseball bat, and like Jonas turns around and is like, "Huh, I wonder where we should go next." And Xavier's like, "Wait, those numbers on the back of your neck." sick i've got those memorized and then just like fucking kills him yeah with the spiked baseball bat yeah it's a it's a little much xavier is just like a character who does not listen to other characters dialogue or reason or sense or anything like that and i think right, like i i just i cannot wrap my head around like there i i just i do not understand the motive and i i get it i get it that this is me looking for meaning in a saw movie i know that i am fucking <laughs> 
I, I know that I am fucking looking for, I, I'm looking for meaning in alphabet soup here. Sure. But like the, the, I just do not get the line of logic that says there are numbers on the back of everyone's neck that, that are contained to keep to the safe. Therefore, I should murder all of them. Well, you know, uh, it's it's about the society, you know? We don't trust each other, and we turn against each other instead of working together. Right, but, like, there's, there's not even a trust mechanic there. Like, there's no... Like, when I... Like, going back to the Wikipedia thing that I mentioned earlier, like, when I would read this on the Wikipedia, I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't trust... He doesn't trust anyone... Like, when I read that he cuts off the skin on the back of his neck to get his own number... I thought that it was like he's being such a big piece of shit that no one else would tell him what the number on the back of his neck was. Yeah. But but like that doesn't even come up. Like he's not even like, hey, tell me what the number is. And they're like, no, fuck you. You just killed these people. Like he just does it without asking someone else to tell him. Yeah, he's he's just ah, he's aggressive and oh, fucked up. Whoa. And I think that's I think that's kind of why I don't like this movie very much is that so much of this conflict is predated on one guy who just does not seem to care. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Addis, uh, uh, Xavier gets the numbers from everyone and then chases Amanda and Daniel who have found a secret passageway to the bathroom from the first movie. It fucking rules. Where there are like, where there are like the, the corpses, the decayed corpses from all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to the dilapidated bathroom and Xavier is like, oh, okay, it's time for me to cut the skin off the back of my neck. He's like, and Amanda and Daniel are just like staring at him in the horror while the camera like freaks out. He's like, <laughs> right. And as soon as he like triumphantly lifts like the fucking strip of flesh that was on the back of his neck, then uh, Dan- uh, uh, Daniel jumps up and is like, and just slits his throat with the hacksaw. Oh yeah. He fucking gets them. Yeah. He gets them. Um, is this when we find out that this entire thing has been on a time delay? Uh, yeah, it's it's around here. We get we get I a little bit. I love this. So, so so what happens is that uh I I Matthews goes full police brutality on John and is like, "Hey, tell me where my fucking son is, you piece of shit," and forces the address out of him. They get there and the house looks like the corpses are a couple of days old. And they realize, "Oh fuck, that entire video was on a time delay." Yeah, and I fucking love this. shit. It's so good. I like anytime something is presented as real time, but then like, wait, 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 this is not a delay. Oh fuck. Like, I love that shit so much. It's pretty good. I think the, I think the ending twist of this movie is the best part about it. I I love the um, twist endings of the Saw movies because uh, that's like, do you want to, my notes on this are, I I, I feel like I was a little bit foggy on this yesterday and my notes are kind of sparse. So if you want to take us through the end here. Yeah, I have a, I have a pretty like, like decent memory of this, I think. So, so we get, we get um, some stuff between John and Donnie. I think um, one important thing to note is that in the first movie, it's like, oh, he's jigsaw because he has, you know, cancer and people don't appreciate his life. Uh, in this movie, they add another bit onto that, which is that he's jigsaw because he had cancer and people didn't appreciate his life, and because he tried to drive off a cliff but survived. Uh, and keep that in mind because every single one of these Saw movies adds another reason why John Kramer became Jigsaw, and eventually we get up to like He's having like the Joker. You, yeah, you want to know how I got this cancer? Uh, genuinely, genuinely, like we by the end of the series, there are like nine discrete incidents that made him quote become Jigsaw. <laughs> so it, it's a lot, but uh, yeah, um, Donnie beats the uh, beats the address out of Tobin Bell. They, uh, he's like, okay, but, I, but I gotta, I gotta go with you, you know, like, uh, I have to, I have to show you where it is, take me with you, and so they do, and as they are, like, driving out, there's a SWAT team, 
uh, invading the house where the video signal's coming from. The SWAT team realizes it's pre-recorded and it's just being broadcast from an identical empty house, which the series actually does try to address later. It comes up with a canon reason why oh, the two my, houses this, look this exactly entire, the same. This entire movie... This entire this entire movie franchise feels like fucking Star Wars because like yeah. the the entire purpose of everything that everything that comes after this second movie feels like it is dedicated to answering questions that you did not yep. want answered. Absolutely, like one hundred percent. I don't need to know. I don't. I did not need to see like why. I did not need to see Han Solo doing that legendary smuggler's run. Just in the same way that I don't need to see like how Jigsaw set this fucking house. You are up. going to see all of it and more, my friend. Uh, this series is obsessed with retconning itself flashing back in time flashing back inside of flashbacks introducing old characters into old scenes for no reason whatsoever like like it, the narrative stuff in this in this uh, franchise gets really goofy but um they uh, they go and there are two identical houses the SWAT team realizes that the test took place like a week ago or something like that and it's just been being broadcast from here Donnie goes into the actual fucked up house, and like you said, he sees all the old corpses. He goes down into the basement where we saw Danny and um, uh, Amanda go into. He sees Xavier's corpse, and by this point, we, we get the cool music. We get Hello Zep playing, where it's like... Duh, duh, duh. Like just the best, just when 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 the intro of that music starts, where it's like the bells, like goes duh, duh, like you know some shit is about to go down in these movies. Like it is, it is like the it is like the stand up and clap in the theater part of these. It's the it's the saw equivalent of when in Hero Academia when you say run starts playing. Yeah, it's like when you hear L's theme in Death Note, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 you get, like, fucking Donnie walks into the room and you hear, how does the fucking L theme go? It has, like, a, it, it's, like, I, I, I can't uh, describe it, but it's, it's got, like, that piano, and it, it goes up and down, you know? Yeah, I know that's very the, uh, specific. It's the fucking... <laughs> it really Love is though it really is though like when that hits you know that somebody is about to deduce something or there's going to be a huge twist ending and the twist ending in this is that the entire trial i i, I, I do genuinely think it would be really funny if the fucking like if donnie like opens the door and finds xavier's corpse playing in the fucking hero academia <laughs> that like and that just that's more f-zero than hero academia but whatever yeah you, you get the idea um yeah he he's uh he he it all comes together from a tape from amanda where it turns out that donnie Wahlberg was the one being tested the entire time and literally all he had to do was stay in the house and talk to Jigsaw. And at two hours, a safe in Jigsaw's apartment unlocks to reveal that his son is just inside of it. And yeah. so he has failed the test by not being able to sit and talk to Jigsaw for two hours. And um, Amanda appears. It turns out that she is Jigsaw's apprentice. She's wearing like the pig mask, which you fucking love to see. It's so cool. 
mm-hmm. and she does the whole thing and she traps him in the bathroom and then there's like a there's like a five minute flashback sequence making sure you remember everything that happened in this movie so you like understand what the twist is, which is one of my favorite parts about these films is that they never trust the audience to understand the twist. So every time a twist happens, they spend anywhere between three to five minutes like recapping all of the imagery and moments that construct the twist. And it's it's fucking great. It's so good. Uh, Amanda has Donnie Wahlberg in the bathroom. He's chained up now, and she is standing in the light. It's all green and fucked up, and you see her in her cool, like, shoulderless shoulderless top. And she says, game over, which is the line you love to hear, and closes the bathroom on Donnie Wahlberg. And that is the, uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. That's the end of Saw 2. So on a scale of 0 to 5 hypodermic needle pits, how many hypodermic needle pits are you going to give Saw 2? Uh, I need to to pop over on the letterbox also. Yeah, I I give this one the 2 out of 5. Like, it's not the most miserable movie I've ever seen. And I think having watched the franchise makes a lot of the Amanda and Jigsaw stuff more entertaining, but so much of it is just kind of like boring to watch, you know, and just not great. Uh, so, so I think, I think a solid two hypodermic needle pits for me on this one. I'm, I'm going a little bit higher than that. I think I'm going to go all the way up to a 2.5. Okay. There were so many things in this movie that made me laugh really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this does definitely feel like me like fucking doing tables. This is like fucking Game of Thrones AV Club review boy, voice. This is really some table setting that they're doing for the upcoming Saw movies. But like, I do feel like you said that this is, this is me eating my vegetables before I can have my dessert that is the rest of these movies. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it's it's not horrible, you know, Um but I don't think it's as good as any of the other ones. And some people really like it, but I, I'm not one of them. So, yeah. Um, we have got a question, I believe. One moment. Let me pull that up. Oh, do you know anything? About, okay. Do you know anything about Homestuck? Yeah, I've read, I've read, uh, like, okay. Three fourths of Homestuck. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Okay. So you'll understand this question. Is the editing in this movie akin to the Homestuck concept of circumstantial simultaneity? Uh, I don't know what that means. That's definitely a thing that you would have seen. Like, it's the... Here, I'll, I'll send you an image of, like, what this is referring to. Like, do you remember the tumor? Uh, God, it's been so long. Sort of, where there's, Let like, the big this. bomb or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This okay, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is circumstantial... Spo- certain circumstantial simultane- simultaneity is explicitly not described in the like the 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 conclusion drawn by doc scratch is it's not fully comprehensible to a mortal mind and the length i will go to explain it to you will not extend beyond this sentence yeah do you remember in homestuck where they used hello zep in one of the uh, flashes and there were like jigsaw references and shit like that you know i do i do yeah yeah that song, that song, that song was a Homestuck song to me before it was a a Saw song. Yeah, it's such a good song though. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna like talk about the legitimate best part of any of these movies, like culturally, I think it's, I think it's that song. It's like, oh, it's so good. I uh, I went to go see, I went to go see Spiral in the theater, and uh, you know, I'd been watching it, and I, it, it was okay. It wasn't that, it, it wasn't great, but it was watchable, you know. But it got to the end and that music started playing and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like here it comes. So it, it does a really good job at uh, being yeah. being what it is. But yeah, I, I would say this movie is, is kind of homestuck. They're, they're stuck in a home 
and there are yeah there are two, exactly <laughs> there are two different timelines so exactly one of yeah. them is doomed yeah there's a gay puppet there you know yeah yeah uh, uh, this oh, that, sorry that question was from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon. Is the editing in this movie? Uh, you already, I already asked that question. God, what do you think of the YouTube channels that are like, yeah, I could I could solve that trap slash survive that car crash, no problem. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to like posture on this podcast or anything, but I do think there are some in this. <laughs> You're built different. Uh, Simply, you are built. different. I, I think there are like a couple in this movie and, and these movies in general that I would be able to do without too much problem. Right. Like I feel like the thing at the beginning of this with the eyeball and the key, if I was in that situation, I would probably be able to do that to myself. Right. Absolutely. No way. I fucking die in that. 100% no, of the time. I think I'd be able to do it. And I think but um, I, 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 I can't do contact lenses because I can't get that close to my eye. And you think I'm going to cut my damn eye out? I mean, no if, if the alternative is getting getting my head smashed, like, like, the sure. Th- like, but the thing is that, like, like, fucking it's so hard. To, <laughs> yeah. Like, I do not know how hard it is, I, I do not know how to impress on you the, how difficult it is to inflict a nigh mortal wound upon yourself. Well, yeah, but I, you know, who, who can say we're we haven't been put in these situations hopefully we won't you know but like yeah hopefully i never put in that situation yeah i think we're good but um <laughs> wouldn't it be fucked up if I, I i don't know i think i think some of it is definitely people overblowing it a bit but i think in some situations i would be willing to do this kind of thing uh, in other traps from this franchise absolutely not so you know <laughs> The, the jar of acid one, I'd probably, I would probably not get through that yeah, one. Yeah, that one's kind of fucked up, you know? I mean, setting aside the fact that that one was an unescapable, an inescapable trap, like... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it yeah. in, in September, um, you know, put a pin in that yeah. one. Uh, uh, Nevi Sticks at Nickel Wolf, which iconic horror mascot character would you start a Twitter for, and what would your gimmick be for said account? My account would be Cruising Freddy, the, the <laughs> Freddy who's on Grindr. Okay, we, Freddy Cruiser on Grindr. we both went a similar place. I was going to say Woke Freddy would be my thing, or like he respects <laughs> women. <laughs> Actually, actually, you know what? You know, you know. Let me let me change that. Woke, woke, Freddy. I like. Let me diversify the portfolio. Uh, cruising, cruising, Jason. Cruising, Jason's pretty good. I do like that quite a bit. Um, I, I think, I think, I think, you know, Jason. He's the strong, silent type that gets a lot of play. You know, he's big. Yeah. He's bulky. He's mysterious. What more do you want from a man? You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Robin at Di- uh, at Diplobrocus asks, "Have you had your tetanus boosters?" I think I have. Fuck, probably, yeah. I think so. <laughs> imagine the imagine the fucking mortal horror that you would have of surviving a jigsaw trap and then dying because the knife was not sterile and you didn't have your tetanus booster. That would be fucked up. That would be so fucked up. I know in the um in the video games they make you walk around in bare feet so you step on like broken glass and shit like that. <laughs> But I, you know, I'd like to think that Jigsaw's like, okay, I'm gonna put them in this fucked up murder house, Amanda. But uh, well, Obi's Obi's got them knocked out. Make sure you give them all their tetanus boosters. I I don't want to be held liable for that. You know, the the insurance only covers so much of this operation. Are you are you secretly the are you secretly the person behind Jigsaw quotes? I fucking wish. I really do. I it's it's such a good account. Like. Yeah, I was talking. Shouts out Jigsaw, Jigsaw quotes recommendation for this. Yeah, week. yeah, Jigsaw quotes recommendation. I was talking to Anil about that last night, and um, we kind of thought that maybe that whole account was just like a long form advertising thing to promote Spiral, what like a CIA 
psyop style uh saw promo insertion into the timeline you know but even if it was that account is so fucking funny like i'm i i i'm told that, that i'm told that that was started by a couple of like a couple of like gay o- original po- like a couple of gay posters oh hell yeah and yeah. it got picked up as a as a as a thing yeah well good for them because they have such a good grasp on what makes these movies so much fun to watch like like yeah. the style of humor is perfect but um but yeah uh what what are we talking about what's what's next uh, next is my recommendations. Do you have a recommendation ready, or do you, or do you need me to go first while you while you think one? No, I actually I actually have one. Um, I was out walking around today, and I learned that they released the first volume of Fist of the North Star in a new Ooh. release over here. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll pick that up. And hey, it's it's good, folks. It's good manga. I, uh, I, I, I know like kind of the most peripheral things about this franchise, right? Like I have an idea of what it's about and the style and sort of the inspiration and all that. But it, it, you know, as a, as a hyper violent, extremely formative, you know, manga, I think it holds up like having been a judge. Is, is Fist of the North Star actually that hyper violent? I, I did not realize that it was. Like... I mean, I don't know if it's hyper violent by today's standards, but, but right. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a berserk type level. Yeah. Of... There's, there's not like that much in it, but you know, at like the beginning, there's already people's heads exploding and people getting chopped in half hamburger Shit. style and that kind of thing. I should, I should, I should read first of the North. I should read Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It's really cool for me being a a jojo fan like i have for so long reading this and immediately seeing like the inspiration you know like uh like there's this there's this panel pretty early on where uh kenshiro is walking up the stairs to face his nemesis and it's just like the dio polnareff panel and um then it (laughs) cuts it, it cuts in closer to ken's face and it like cuts in again like super close you know uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's like a direct, direct influence, but you definitely see the, um, the lineage. You can of definitely, that. yeah, you can definitely see where the, where the, where the tributary sprang off from the river. Uh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be new fighting game, brand new, just out guilty year strive. Oh, I've been playing yeah. a shitload of it and it's really fucking good. Um, if you are holding off because you do not think that, well, I mean, if you're holding off because of a fi- financial reasons, because it is a sixty dollars game to throw out to just like b- throw money at sight unseen, I get it. Like, I'd recommend waiting for a sale because these things do go on sale pretty quickly normally. Like, I remember like Dragon Ball Fighters was on sale for like fifty percent off a, a, a few months after sale. But um, if you're if if you're concerned with not getting into this game as being like, oh, I don't think I'm good at fighting games, like. Guilty Gear has one of the best tutorials that has ever existed, and if you have had the disservice of ever trying to learn how to play a fighting game by playing a Capcom game, which <laughs> has the worst tutorials that I've ever fucking seen in a fighting game, they're getting better, but they are still really fucking bad. Um, I really think that uh, Guilty Gear is a great place to start. Like the it's it, it if you watch high level gameplay, it is very intimidating because of the complexity of it, but like there is a very steady ramp up of it. Like it is not like Street Fighter I think throws you into the fucking deep end immediately in a way that Guilty Gear really eases you into. And I really like that. And I think it's good and I think people should try to play fighting games. You don't need to fight sick to play fighting games. Also, you can play with like a you can play with like a, a game a, a PS4 a DualShock controller. Sonic Fox plays with a DualShock. Like Yeah. Get get into fight get into fighting games dot website. Get into fighting games dot website. Hell yeah. 
Hell fucking yeah. That, that, I, I think I think get into fighting games is actually like Wooly from formerly from Super Best uh, Super Best Friends play. Like that's his oh, like, sure. one of his slogans. Nice. Uh, so shouts out shouts out Guilty Gear Strive. It fucking rules. I love uh, I love uh, I fucking love Anji Mito, who is just a gay little who's just a gay buff otter with a fucking who swings his fans around and does a gay little smile. Like like an actual otter or like a Not like an a classification otter. Like, I'm talking, of I'm, otter. I'm talking like class. Yeah, like like he's he's like a he, he's like the he he like has the mannerisms and posture of a twink, but he is like too, <laughs> far too buff to be one. Sure. Um. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on this podcast again. It's an absolute delight every time you're on, and I'm really fucking excited for Soft Tech. Absolutely. I am so thrilled to dig into the meat of these movies with you. It is going to be a great time now that we've gotten Saw 2 out of the way. Yeah. Um, if you want to... Where can people find you? Plug your stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Cursegoat, which serves as a de facto repository for all the shit I'm doing. I am on Letterboxd at Sewerpeak, uh, P-E-A-K. I do the podcast The Sylvie, which is Emoji Drome, where we talk about emoji every week, and we talk about a different emoji, roast them, compliment them, you know, whatever the hell. Uh, we mm-hmm. haven't recorded in a bit, but I think the most recent one at the time of this going up will be the T-Rex emoji, which was pretty fun. And then I also do the podcast formerly known as Borat Club Subsequent Movie Podcast with my friend Niall, where in the past we watched Borat every week for a calendar year. And currently we are going through a selected filmography of Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. We recently watched Leaving Las Vegas, which, spoiler alert for Leaving Las Vegas, ends with Nicolas Cage nutting so hard he dies uh so shit movie but great episode because we just could not stop cracking up over the way that movie ended and I think that's uh I think that's about it what else you got Sarah uh so thank you for listening to fear baiting we are at fear baiting on twitter and patreon.com slash fear baiting uh one buck a month is basically a tip jar uh, five bucks a month is your name read on the podcast. Uh, ten bucks a month, you can make us watch a movie. Oh yeah, five bucks a month also gets a message read. So sending your messages, folks. We haven't had any. Uh, and so thank you so much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Uh, we are also at Fear Being on Twitter, like I just said. Uh, thank you to NoiseBase.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts. Uh, some podcasts, such as some podcasts that I do, like Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. The Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda. Uh, and Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast I do, which just had a new episode for the first time in three months recently. Oh, hell yeah. We went to an infrequent, we went to an infrequent schedule, and it became hard to, you know, get things together for, for an episode. But you know what? We did it, and we're going to keep doing it. Um, shouts out also to Seda for doing our incredible intro outro music. Uh, they make music as people you meet outside of bars. Head to gaygothvibes.online for more of that. Thank you to Blair, who is my regular editor for these episodes. Uh, really appreciate it. He is on Twitter at Blair Kitch. Uh, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. And I believe that is everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Ryan. And remember... You can put a fucked up gay little puppet anywhere. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night, y'all.